Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Two actually grew up together playing juniors and trained together at the USTA. Tommy breaks first game of the match. Tommy hitting a slider wide there and Kozlov actually putting a dent in that BMW. And then he almost hits it again for the second time in that same game. I don't know why he's standing so far back to return Tommy's serve, though. I think he thought he was playing Riley Opelka today. I guess that card really frustrated him, though, because Kozlov only won one game after that incident in the first set. But pretty clean performance today from Tommy serving out and uh, moving on to the next round. Guaranteed to crack the top 40 for the first time. Has dropped to six games in two matches. Tommy Paul gets the win. Uh, I don't know if Kozlov has insurance, but... uh, the car. Get, get lost all that prize money. You get that car, let me tell you. Got the top seed Cam Nori going for his first win against Seb Korda Prakash. People remember how you start. People remember how you finish. And Nori was good at the beginning and the end. He certainly was. I mean, look, 0-2 against an opponent, not always easy. Got out to a great start in that first set. Couple breaks, 6-2. A little bit more intent in the game of Korda in this second set here. You can see there one of my favorite parts of his game. So technically sound up at net. Lovely back at volley. And then a big serve there to close things out. 6-1. Third set got pushed all the way to a breaker. Crucial point here. Steers the forehand wide. Not happy with himself. And then a couple of match points. Again, an error off that forehand side. Two big forehand errors, and the number one seed gets a very crucial, much-needed victory against Korda. And never taking a set off Korda, it is Nori into the Final Four. It's always a tricky matchup against uh, Sebi. He's beaten me the last two times. He's uh, such a great player. And he's he's a tough matchup for me in general, but I ended up coming out here. I was super aggressive and and, uh, managed to be the one dictating play a little bit more. And then he started doing that to me in the second set. And uh, what a battle it was in the third set. And uh, managed to sneak through. And and obviously, he he served for the match. So it was uh, definitely a tough one. But, yeah, looking forward to tomorrow. All right, other half of the draw. We got big Riley Opelka looking to extend his win streak to seven in Delray Beach and three in a row against the Frenchman, Adrian Manorino. O'Reilly in familiar territory in a tiebreak. Nice little sneak attack there from Manorino, but a lovely pass to open things up from Riley. And again, this time on the forehand side, I'll tell you one area that has improved so much of Riley is his movement. But Manorino's still going to try to expose it as best he can. Not easy for a big man, so he's going to make him come after this drop shot here. Manorino able to get that break. Hang on. Takes the set. 6-3. Very solid from the Frenchman. Third set, though. Again, it's just so amazing to see Riley so calm when you get into these big moments here. He's been winning so many matches. He's playing great defense. He has great confidence in his game from all different aspects, not just relying on that serve. And you can see it. Quiet confidence there. Whips out a very, very comfortable third set. Gives up one game. That is approved. Riley Opelka gets the three-set victory. He's got John Millman in the semifinals tomorrow. Up top, rematch from Indian Wells. Round of 16 last year. Cam Nori got past Tommy Paul there on his way to his first Masters 1000 title. What do you make of that Beamer 
on the court in the <laughs> middle of a match and some scratches there. I don't know. Cause looked like he was getting pretty upset with it. At one point, I thought he was going to smash the window with his racket. So uh, clearly, it ticked him off a little bit. But um, I, I'm not sure. I, <laughs> I, I wish we would see more of this. I mean, I think we saw more of this in the earlier days, the 80s and 90s, where you actually had a car on the court. It's uh, look at it. I mean, look, it is right there. And of course, players are playing a little bit more behind the base. Oh, take a swing. He was very close. <laughs> but listen, let me tell you, this is uh, this is a 250 event. So. 100% of that prize money and perhaps a little bit of extra in his pocket was going to go towards <laughs> fixing that Beamer. So good thing he didn't do that. Have you ever played in a tournament where there's a car right there on the on the court? Uh, no, only up on the stands okay. in, uh, in Stuttgart, but not directly on the court. That's tough. I mean, it is tough. Because these days everybody stands so far back. Everyone does stand back, but I think it adds a cool element. You know, you have an expensive car there, kind of adds the stakes. You feel like you're playing for the car. I think it's good. I think Kaz got to... His anger let get the better of him today. All right. Still a good run for him yeah, to make absolutely. the quarterfinals in Delray Beach. Let's go to the ladies. Dubai, Simona Halep, one of four women to win multiple titles in Dubai. She took her most recent trophy two years ago against Elena Rybakina. It was named WTA Match of the Year in 2020. Finished in a third set tiebreak. 20th title for Halep at the time. Today, rematch from the 2017 Roland Garros final against Elena Ostapenko. Fourth straight major champion, Ostapenko, has faced. But it was Halep that started strong in this one, Jen. Yeah, what, what Ostapenko does so well is she creates pressure off the first ball and makes you feel like you have to overplay, which then forces you to start going for shots that you don't have. So she didn't want to find herself on defense today in general just because when her that's when you see errors start to creep in. But... She was really looking to be on offense, dictating the points, and then here she actually won the tiebreak 7-0 and bageled her, and then went off and got another bagel. So she's clearly in really good form right now. Um, today she just seemed to be painting the lines and not really missing much. So she actually, I think she actually said that she didn't need her B game today. She just she just stuck with her A game. So that's all she needed today was her A game. No need for Plan B. So I think Plan A had to work well. That's what happened in the second and third sets. Yelena Ostapenko, third straight match. She's come back from a set down, 11th career final. And take a look at this gauntlet that she has gone through. Four straight wins against major champions: Kennan, Sviantek, Kvitova, and Halep. Talk about it, Yelena. Every round I play Grand Slam champion, so it's not the easiest draw. I mean, every match is a really tough one, so I really go there and uh, ready for the fight, for a battle. But, yeah, I think the mentality was good this match. Even I didn't feel so well because, I mean, obviously I played uh, singles and doubles two days in a row. And, yeah, but I was just fighting and managed to win the match. She will meet Veronica Kudermetova tomorrow for the title. Kudermetova making the final after Marketa Vondrasova withdrew with an adductor injury. Both these players born in 1997. They've never played each other. Pros, juniors, who are you picking, Jen? I'm picking Ostapenko. Ostapenko's beaten four Grand Slam champions. She's a Grand Slam champion herself, so I'm going to have to go with uh, Ostapenko. Well, good news is for Kudermetova, she did have the day off, so she's going to have to have all her legs under her because she's going to have to put a lot of balls in play, try to force some errors from Ostapenko. But, boy, I tell you, when she is feeling in her zone and not overhitting and coughing up a lot of errors, uh, you see why she won the French Open. Yeah.
I do have to mention, both of you all picked uh, Halep yesterday. There was one person on this set that picked Ostapenko. So. You, you know, Jenny, those, those people that all of a sudden ruin a good time by pointing out you made the wrong pick. <laughs> Just saying. So we're going Ostapenko tomorrow as well. When she's on, she we'll, is on. And it is one of those weeks. For the Latvian. Uh, we are still awaiting the walkouts in Rio. Hopefully, we will get to see Carlos Alcaraz take the court against Federico Del Bonas. There has been rain all day, all night in Rio. And it's getting late there. It's five hours ahead of us. It's not easy as a player. And I think especially the older you get, listen, my bedtime is a lot earlier than it used to be. So it's difficult to adjust to it. But we saw clips of Alcaraz getting ready for his match. I mean, this guy looks fresh as a daisy. As Jen said, he's so young, he doesn't need any sleep. He's always ready to go. Did you find that a bit of a struggle when you're dealing with rain delays during your oh, career? Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm a bit of a, a, a grandma when it comes to going to bed there early. You go. So, but, um, yeah, it's, it's really tricky. I mean, we saw Berrettini. He came out and played probably about eight points. So it, it's really hard to, to deal with the weather, warming up, when do you stop, when do you start. So it's not something that, that you kind of just get used to. It's, it's... And also, when you start a match, you can kind of work your way into the match a little mm. bit. Here, all of a sudden, if you're coming out at 3-4 break point in the third set, you better be sharp and fired up right from the get-go. So sort of a different mental process, too. All right, there's uh, Del Bonus behind the scenes. He is hoping to get a chance to take the court against Carlos Alcaraz. I mean, Jenny, you, you, you've seen this on the TV side. You just kind of hurry up and wait. See what yeah. happens. Yeah. <laughs> Hurry up and wait. Hurry up and wait. Right now we're waiting. Uh, a lot more to get to on TC Live. In the meantime, we got highlights from Rio and Doha. Big birthday wishes to one of our dear Tennis Channel family members. And how about Juan Martin Del Potro going halfway across the globe for some knee treatment? Maybe uh, some good news for Juan Martin. But up next, it is the story of the woman who had to break the color barrier before winning Wimbledon and the U.S. Open. We celebrate the great Althea Gibson as our Black History Month series continues. Stay with us on TC Live. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. TC Live is presented by Verbo, a place for together. Aggressive, dynamic, mean. That's how Athea Gibson described her playing style. As one of the most important superstars of the 20th century, her influence is better defined by words like pioneer and hero. Born in Harlem in 1927, Althea Gibson was a natural athlete. She played basketball, boxing, and paddle tennis before finding her way to the American Tennis Association and the Cosmopolitan Club. It didn't take long for Gibson to emerge as a dominant force, one who would not be contained by the era's segregationist tennis structure. In 1950, at the age of 23, Gibson made history by breaking the color barrier at the U.S. National Championship. She became the first black player to ever step foot on the courts at Forest Hill. But this was no token accomplishment. Althea Gibson played to win, and she did. Even as the racial tumult of the 1950s swirled around her, she became one of the best players the game had ever seen. 
1956, she became the first African-American to win a Grand Slam title. In 1957 and 1958, she won Wimbledon and the U.S. Nationals. In 1958, the Associated Press named her the Female Athlete of the Year. Her history-making, stereotype-shattering career included 11 Grand Slam victories, five singles titles, five doubles titles, and one mixed doubles title. That sterling resume earned her induction into the International Tennis Hall of Fame, the Black Tennis Hall of Fame, and the Black Athletes Hall of Fame. Gibson may have defined her game as aggressive, dynamic, and mean, but her career excellence is better described by words like icon, barrier breaker, and game changer. Well done, Nick. Also the first black player to compete on the Women's Professional Golf Tour. What a legend. Our celebration of Black History Month continues throughout February here on Tennis Channel. Reminder to go to TennisChannel.com right now to see all of our new pieces with both Taylor Townsend and Nick Monroe. For TC Live after this. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Doha has once again found some magic in Qatar, Prakash, playing Arthur Rinderkinesh in the semis today. Just just brute strength from this guy. I mean, the backhand winner you saw from there is right about near the Qatar sign. And to be able to generate that kind of pace just shows you how strong he is. Again, here, driving the court with that forehand, working his way to the net. An area he's not completely comfortable yet in, but you saw a nice stab there. And again, here, going to the well, just so strong on both sides. He was magnificent at Indian Wells last year, making that deep run. Second set, more of the same, dictating play, setting up by that big first serve. Four and two, pretty clean stuff, but a very good week for Rindakanish, must say. So will we see a rematch of that final last year? RBA got to get past Corinne Hatchinoff. The Russian got out to an early lead, Jen. Yeah, best match of the day right here. Absolute war. Catching off in the red, taking the first set, with RBA battling back to take the second set. We have a physical point here with RBA. Catching off coming into the net and then showing off of his versatility with being able to come and move around the court and finish points up at net. RBA was able to take that second set. How about a little baby there? Showing some love in the crowd with his wife. And then in the third set, Jen was able to close it out. Yeah, we have RBA here finishing. Finishing off strong here with the overhead, sending it, and then able to serve it out for the third set. So when you, guys, when you have two guys like this who strike the ball so well from the baseline, it really just comes down to court placement. When you're able to sort of battle for position and just get a little bit further in the baseline, your opponent just a little bit further back, those few inches end up making the difference in the point. It's a rematch. 3-2 head-to-head for Roberto Bautista Gut. But that last match they played was the final last year, Doha, that Basilashvili took. We'll see who wins because they both play extremely well at this tournament. Last week in Rotterdam, it was Felix Oje Aliassim who won his first career title on his ninth try. 
beating Stefano Tsitsipas in straight sets. Felix said, I played my first ATP main draw here a couple years ago, so it is right. I won my first title here. Could have a rematch in Marseille. Tsitsipas playing the Russian Roman Sefulin. He's this year's Aslan Karatsev, who had a breakout performance at the ATP Cup, qualified for this event, Jen, and he has just been balling. Yeah, he has. He was actually the world number two junior coming out of coming out of that a while ago. So making his debut at the ATB Cup this year, playing two matches for Team Russia, making a strong start to his year. Has some pretty powerful ground strokes. He was able to notch the first set 6-4 over Sitsupas. And then being able to come into the net, use his transition game here. As you can see, he was able to finish the volley there with that point and then was able to serve out the match at love to, to get a good win over Sitsipas. A good win. A great win. How about the best win of his career? This guy ranked 163, takes out the two-time champ, Stefano Sitsipas. First time qualifying for an ATP event, and he's into his first semifinals, taking on Felix Auger-Aliassime. It's a good lineup in the final four. This is going to be an exciting weekend to watch. FAA, maybe from back no to back. titles to back to back? Would love to see it. The Canadian, strong right now. Taking a look at our Verbo tournament summary, Marketa Vondrasova had to pull out of the Dubai semifinal with an adductor injury. Kasparud, also tough news. Going to miss Santiago with that same ab injury that forced him out of Rio. And we've got some exciting first-round matchups in Doha next week on the ladies' side. How about Shelby Rogers against Coco Golf and Sophia Kennan taking on Ann Lee? As we enter the social net... We want to wish, just like Zena Garrison, a very, very happy birthday to our Tennis Channel family, Chanda Rubin. I hope you're having the best of days, Chanda. Listen, she always puts such a smile on our faces at all the events. Always keeps it laughter in the green room. We absolutely love you. And listen, listen, uh, who better to get knowledge from on TC? Happy birthday, Chanda. Hope you have a great day. All right, Chanda, ho- hope it's the best. Grand Slam champion, former world number six. Took her to NFL honors this year. She got to meet one of her, her, her heroes, Ladanian Tomlinson. It was a good time. Hope to see you soon, Chanda. Uh, Carlos Alcaraz, he is on the golf cart. That means they're playing, right, Pete? Taking it to the court. Looks like he's going somewhere, and he's ready for something. So I'm assuming it's a tennis match. All right. We'll be back with one more segment on TC Live. Then we'll send it back to the booth with Mark Petchy and Jimmy Arias. This is exciting. We've got more tennis. Back on TC Live, remember Tennis Channel, the exclusive home for complete first ball through finals live coverage of the BNP Paribas Open in Indian Wells. All the star-studded ATP and WTA action from the California desert begins Wednesday, March 9th, TC Live, 1 p.m. Eastern, every single day of the tournament. All right, hot shot of the day, Tom. What do we have? One of my kids, Rubles. My boy, <laughs> out there, 5-2 in the third, giant forehand, gets in, no tomatoes to can, but he still busted out the can opener. Very nice on this volley. I'm not sure if he meant to do this, kind of little scoop can open there, but uh, spun it back into the net. I thought you were referencing, like, open a can of you-know-what, but no. No, 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 I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to say all that, Steve. Little chef word. I like the reference, Jen. Uh, here's what we have on center court for you tomorrow, Saturday. We got action all across the globe. Some big-time matchups, some Americans there with Tommy Paul and Riley Opelka. 
Asilashvili and Roberto Bautista Gut. A rematch from last year in Doha. Who's going to win? All right, let's break down some of these. Kudermitova, Ostapenko. Mm. Who wins and why? I say Ostapenko. We said it earlier, she's been redlining this week, although Kudermitova is fresh as a daisy, as she did have off today because she got a walkover. But I'm going to have to go with Ostapenko. She's been seeing it like a watermelon. She's feeling good. She's feeling good mentally and physically. So, yeah, Ostapenko. She's also one of those handful of players where it, almost really doesn't matter who she's playing against. It really comes down to her and her execution. And she's played four Grand Slam champs this week, and she is 4-0. and oh. And when she's executing like that, it just it takes a lot from the other side. And I don't think you're going to do it with defense or average pace hitting. You're really going to have to come as hard as her and put her on the defensive. And it's certainly something Kudomotova can do, but I don't know if she can keep it up for the course of a whole match with Ostapenko playing this level. One thing we know for sure... For certain, Jenny's made it to the semifinals. Jenny's made it to semifinals the semifinals Saturday she, on TC she's Live. She's going home with a trophy either way. That's, that's all I know. <laughs> Can't wait to see Jonah on Sunday. We're going to send it straight to the booth. Mark Petchy, Jimmy Arias in Rio. Carlos Alcaraz taking the court, guys.